Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to this very special edition of Atlanta Business Radio. It is time for Small Business Fuel. Today's episode is brought to you by ARC, American Reprographics Corporation. If you print with it, print on it, or simply want it printed, head on over to arcinatlanta.com. Or better yet, reach out to Mindy Godwin. Tell her that the good folks over at Business Radio X sent you. You can reach her directly at 770-394-2465. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, hello, Atlanta. This is the UGA SBDC at GSU, uh, the Small Business Fuel. And we are excited to be here today with two more of our small business rock stars, starting with Chef Carl Carlton, shall I say? I'm sorry. <laughs> Chef Carlton Brown of hey. Occasional Occasions. How are you? Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> And here, Talisha, I'm Talisha, one of your hosts, and I am with the UGA SBDC at GSU. And I am also here, not only with Chef Carlton and another of our small business entrepreneurs, but I'm also here with my area director, Paul Wilson. Well, good to be here. I'm excited to uh, be on this show and, um, and, and have a conversation with Carlton and just talk more about what SBDC does and how we can highlight um, some of the great small businesses that we get to work with. And I'm glad you said that. So why don't you tell us uh, what does the UGA Small Business Development Center do and how do we service the community? Absolutely. Um, a lot of people don't know, but we've been around for 40 years. And I say we're the best kept secret um, in small business development, especially locally, because we provide something that a lot of businesses need but they don't know where to look for it. And that's consulting, right? One-on-one consulting help with small, for small business owners that could cover anything from market research, business planning, financial help, help with your HR, uh, help with their social media strategy. So, so many things that we actually cover. Um, you can find out more on, on our website at, uh, Georgia S, at georgiasbdc.org forward slash Atlanta. Um, to, again, just learn more about what we do. But our whole goal and our whole focus is to help you grow um, as a business owner. So whether you're not yet in business or you're an existing business and you're just looking for a new strategy, uh, new revenue streams and new ideas. We're definitely a resource that you can utilize uh, to grow your business. Excellent. So 40 years, that's really older than me, right? Um, we okay, like to tell the opinion. truth on this radio show, but I'm, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Yes. And so <laughs> welcome, Chef Carlton. So tell us a little about you, how you got started. Where, when did you get started? Uh, let's see. As well, an entrepreneur. Uh, as an entrepreneur, I've been in business for 25 years. Um, Again, I, older than me. Oh, yes, exactly. Okay. Just keep digging that hole deeper. But okay. Uh, exactly. <laughs> She's talking about her shoes. Sure. <laughs> Lots of shoes. Right. So, um, I guess my start was, uh, an interesting one. I, I got into this field totally by, by accident. I, it was never on my bucket list. I did honestly did not know what catering was. Um, I'm from a small town, uh, in North Carolina, Jacksonville, North Carolina. It's on the coast. Um, 
the only way it's really known is from Camp Lejeune Marine Corps Base is the base there. Uh, my father was a retired Marine. He was a cook in the Marines. My mother was a home economics teacher. So most people would assume that's where I got my culinary chops from. Right. But yes. in my mind, those were all the reasons I didn't need to learn. <laughs> you were running away cook. from that. Did right? you run well, away no, from the kitchen? It wasn't that I was running away. Is that I had great cooks cooking for me every day. Why, why did why, I need why to learn yourself? how to cook? <laughs> I say that about my mother's cooking right, right. now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until uh, after I got out of high school, I uh, went into the Air Force. And once again, you've got 24-hour mess hall there. There's no reason to learn how to cook. Food right. was always available. It wasn't until I was uh, about to get out of the Air Force. And I had a roommate. He was from uh, Boston. Uh, and this, uh, young man could cook his butt off. He did not cook in the Air Force, but that was what he did prior to coming into Air Force. And so he would host all sorts of great meals and dinners. Uh, but anyway, I was getting ready to get out of the Air Force. I was stationed over in England at the time, coming back to the state. So, um, he said, well, Carlton, let me teach you how to cook something so you can have right. something so to cook starve. when you go back to the states. <laughs> yes. So he cooked me how, taught me how to cook spaghetti. So when I came back to the states, I had a huge repertoire of spaghetti, bacon, and eggs. Oh my goodness! <laughs> All together in one meal. Well, you know, sometimes you had to do what you had to do, <laughs> depending on how many Just pots make it happen. you exactly. have. Right, right, yeah. right. But that shows you my culinary, you know, experience at that time. I remember coming here to Atlanta, moving to Atlanta, and uh, I went to the grocery store for one of the first times as a civilian. Number one, I was totally shocked with the prices at Kroger's compared mm -hmm. to what you would get on base. But anyway, I bought some string beans and I was going to, I was going to cook string beans. So I went home and I called my mother up. I said, Mom, um, how do you cook string beans? She says, Well, how much do you have, son? I said, About 10, 10 pounds. What are you doing with 10 pounds? <laughs> of you thought you were still with the military, right, right. I said, Well, no, I'm not. 10 pounds of string beans. I got 10 string beans. <laughs> oh my goodness. Were they she long said, beans? Like the long no. beans? Well, her question was, well, what are you, what are you going to do with 10 string beans? I said, well, I just want enough for one meal. And after she finally got up off the floor from laughing, <laughs> right. uh, she said, son, let's start all over. Anyway, that was the start. Um, it. so, uh, like I said, I, I, I didn't really know how to cook, uh, but, um, I moved back here to the States. I got a degree in computer science. That was a thing back to do back then. Okay. Uh, worked for Bell South, Southern Bell. Um, I was at, uh, Bell South, uh, and a great friend of mine uh, bought this gorgeous home. And I said, well, what are you going to do for your housewarming? He says, well, I'm going to get trays from Kroger's. I said, well, your friends are going to sort of laugh you out of the town. Right. Uh, so, let me do the food and you just pay me what it costs. And I had never done anything like this in my life. I, right. Like I said, I didn't really know what catering was because I never, to my knowledge, attended a catered. Well, I probably did attend a catered event growing up and didn't know it. But I knew I wanted his friends to think that he had hired a caterer, whatever that meant. So I had three months to plan it. Um, and the name of my 
business is occasional occasions by Carlton. So I was uh, sitting at my desk at Southern Bell. I said, well, I've got to come up with a name if I'm going to convince people. I said, well, right. I'm not going to do this that often. All the time. <laughs> so I'll just, just the do the occasional occasion. <laughs> it's literally how I came up with the name. I went and got little $10 cards made. And when came time for his party, which once again, I had no clue what I was doing. It was about 20 dishes on his, uh, on his buffet. Uh, but I, decorated the table as best as I knew how and put my cards in the middle of the table and voila, all these guests came and we did the event and everything went smooth. Uh, it took me three days to break the party down because once again, I had no clue what right. I was doing. Right. But anyway, I thought that was the end of it. About two or three weeks later, somebody called and says, well, how much do you charge for a party of 25 people? Hmm. I said, well, why are you asking me that question? Well, we got your card from Jerry's party. <laughs> My response was, well, that car wasn't meant for you to pick up. <laughs> Just for decoration. Right? It was merely for cosmetics. <laughs> wow. I said, let me get back with you. I failed to mention prior to that, um, when I realized I did not know how to cook, I enrolled in culinary school so I could learn how to cook. Oh, okay. nice. gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but I had just started culinary right. school. I'm sure so, your parents said they could have helped out with that and just, you could have paid them. I probably right, could have, right, but right. you know, I had good income, a single man. Yeah. I said, I'll go to culinary school. So when that happened, I immediately ran to my instructors and started asking a thousand questions. Gotcha. Well, how do you figure out this and how much food and how do you charge and what do you do? Da, 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 da. Still didn't think anything of it. A couple of weeks later, somebody asked the same question. I'm like, what's going on here? Nice. So I said, well, let me look into this further. Long story short, um, it wasn't long, but I started doing a job here, a job there and learning as I went. Um, and it wasn't long before I realized that, hey, this is a little bit more fun to me than playing with computers, right. which I sucked at, to tell you the truth, although I had a degree in it. Um, and I finally made the decision that um, if I was ever going to make this work, I needed to put my all in it. So I uh, decided to leave uh, Southern Bell and take a chance. And I'd set my parents down and I said, you know, I'm getting ready to leave Bell South. If I lose my home, I'm moving in with you. Uh, but here it is 25 years later and I'm still in my home. <laughs> Not <Right>. the same one, <laughs> uh, but uh, I've got a business that's uh, still going strong. Well, I'll tell you, Carlton, that surely is a come up story from those 10 green. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And uh, you have also been voted in the top uh, tiers and categories for catering in Atlanta for 2009 again in 2017 the best of atlanta you've won numerous recognition for you know and receiving awards through atlanta uh, members of the year uh, for 2016 the aglcc businessman mm -hmm. of the year breakfast with buck and you have also just tickled the palates of many famous people or prominent people, not only here in Atlanta, but elsewhere. Do you want to tell us a little about those? And what are some of those awards? The, the, oh, my God. The acronyms, uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I. So AGLCC is Atlanta Gay Lesbian uh, A. Atlanta Gay Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. They've just recently rebranded and changed their name to uh, Out uh, Georgia um, Alliance. Um, and uh, I'm a proud member of AGLCC. And uh, I was awarded Member of the Year, um, no, Businessman of the Year. Yes. Um, this past uh, June, I'm, no, I'm sorry, August, 
I went to the national conference and I was awarded um, the, let me get this straight, hmm. the uh, uh, LGBT Veteran Entrepreneur of the Year. Uh, so, uh, you know, just a handful of you know, the W A G A Fox five. Oh, that's, so I had a, <laughs> I had a, uh, breakfast brunch restaurant. I was co-owner of a breakfast brunch, uh, restaurant and we named it after my mother, Hilda. It was called Hilda's. It was in old fourth ward. And, um, uh, if you watch Ch- uh, Fox five, um, uh, he had a buck had a segment back then breakfast with buck where he would go around and visit different breakfast restaurants so he came in and interviewed me and uh it was a fun time i'm yeah. sure your mom was proud she was very proud <laughs> okay and then tell us a little about who you've cooked for uh some celebrities like beverly johnson that was one of my very very first uh stumbling along the way tell me do supermodels eat the same way as us common folk? Uh, you know, she was so tall, I couldn't really see what she was putting in her face. I'm only 5'6". You right. can only imagine I was truly looking up. Do they eat more than 10 green beans? Okay. <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good question. But I've been, um, like I said, I've been in business for 25 years. So, uh, you know, I've had some uh, relationships in the past with uh, particularly uh, um uh, what's his name? Herman, uh, dog on them. I'm Herman losing Kane? Her, No, uh, Russell. Herman, oh, Herman Russell, Russell. Thank you so much. Um, so I used to do a lot of catering, uh, for their organization and he was part of the civil rights, uh, movement or very involved with it. So he would have a lot of events, uh, where there were those superstars from back then, uh, Jesse Jackson, Andy Young, um, Coretta Scott King, so forth. So I was Nikki very, Giovanni. Well, that was through another colleague. I'm uh, not sure if you're Just so many. Uh, a great friend of mine. He was a writer. He's deceased now. Uh, e. Lynn Harris. Oh, yes. So E. Lynn Harris was my uh, roommate when he wrote Invisible Life. Get out of wow. here. Yes. So uh, we had a long uh, friendship. And so um, E. Lynn, uh, I... Elan came to me and said he worked in corporate America. I can't remember it was computers or something, he but major computer science as well. Right. He was in some, some, some other market area, okay. but he moved to Atlanta and he wanted a clean, fresh start. He no longer wanted to work in corporate America. So I had known, known him previous, previously. So I invited him, you know, to stay in my home and he shared with me. He says, I, I'm supposed to be a writer. I want to write. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I need to get a start. I said, well, you know, I personally don't need your income as a roommate. So you're welcome to stay here, do what you need to do, you know, invest in your craft. Um, and I, you know, and he did, he spent, you know, a year or so working on his book. And I remember, you know, him, um, going and, selling books from his trunk. Uh, But long story short, he made it big. And so he carried me along with him, if you would say, and uh, introduced me to, uh, had a party for Nikki Giovanni and had me catered. So I was his caterer. So a lot of great people that I met through him, through that connection. But think about it. You're sowing seeds into others and then you're reaping blessings and benefits back and the same thing. And that's what we want to do throughout our community, even with SBDC. That's why we're here of a service. 
to feed into the community and therefore, you know, be able to pass it on. So as they say, pay it forward. Right. And then still be able to reap those benefits. Oh, I'm getting my little seeds from SBDC. I love SBDC. Well, excellent. Tell us how you came about to be with SBDC. You've participated in a few of our programs, including our Grow Smart. Uh, recently, a, a participant from a participant to a graduate from mm-hmm. a graduate to being the lunch caterer and sponsor <laughs> and, and now the highlight of the class. <laughs> Everybody was talking Everyone about those grits. Everyone was talking about <laughs> so the everybody. dinner grits. <laughs> so tell us, how did you, at what point, or how did you come about to be introduced or meet with well, SBDC? It all, it's funny enough, I had heard about SBDC before Grow Smart. A colleague of mine, she was a participant in SBDC, and she would periodically, periodically tell me, you know, Carlton, you need to look into SBDC. You know, they're great. You know, it's free. It's great advice. And I was in my mind, it was like, nah, 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 wah, wah, wah. and I didn't pay it any mind. Um, and I was introduced uh, really through Grow Smart. Um, I received a scholarship from Georgia Power to attend Grow Smart. Uh, I was trying to follow them on their mentorship program. They didn't have a fit, so they said, well, we'll send you to Grow Smart. Uh, that was my first introduction to SBDC. And um, from day one, when I walked in, uh, you know, this was a, a week long program where you really work on your business. And I knew the areas that I needed to work on. Um, one being, you know, I can cater my butt off, but me and finance books are not <laughs> the right. best of friends. Uh, I'd leave that to the accountant, but I know that I need to understand that. So that was my, uh, sort of direction when I went there. And the first rep, the first person that I met when I walked in the room, um, Doggone it! <laughs> the facilitator? Right. No, it wasn't the facilitator. Steve, uh, Steve Newton. Steve, Steve Newton. Newton. Thank you. Yes. He was one Your of the consultant. first reps that I uh, ran into and had a conversation with him. And he told me that you know he was over finances, and I told him immediately, "Well, you're going to be my counselor." Um, and so that was when I was first introduced to SBDC. I followed up with him afterwards. We've been, you know, we typically meet once every two or three weeks. Um, he keeps up with my progress. I report to him what's going on, what my challenges are. We try to come up with different, uh, solutions and things to think about and ways to address the problems. But, um, it, that's been extremely helpful, helpful for me. And I've learned a lot just from working with Steve. Uh, and then some of the courses that you guys offer are, you know, are very on point. I've gone to a couple of classes that I've, um, you know, had desires to learn, particularly LinkedIn. You know, I, right. I'm, you know, being an entrepreneur, you can only wear so many hats and you're weak at a lot of things. And LinkedIn is something I knew I need to get stronger on. And, um, uh, Steve actually brought in a, uh, gentleman from Athens, I believe. And mm-hmm. he did a one on one with me on LinkedIn, spent what a good hour or so nice. teaching me how to do LinkedIn. I was truly impressed. I tell you the most impressive thing though with me was the first time that I had met with Steve. Um, it was on a Friday afternoon uh-huh. and it was like about two or three in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And so we worked for you know, a good hour or so and saw that, you know, I had things I needed to resolve. Well, actually we had met prior to that, maybe like Tuesday or so that week. He says, well, let's set up an appointment for Friday. I says, okay. So we set it up for about four o'clock in the evening. And I'm like, 
four o'clock on a Friday evening. (laughs) I said, I'm okay with it, but this is four o'clock on a Friday evening. He says, come on in. We'll get it done. We'll, we'll work until we get it done. Were there little square silver bottles pulled out of the jacket pocket? (laughs) That's what I thought. I'm like, I I said, I'm okay with it, but I can't believe this man is taking his Friday evening to spend as long as it took for us to get the job done. I, that, I was sold in. Yes. You didn't have to say anything else Excellent. after that. Excellent. <laughs> and and Carlton, we, we want to hear, right, because you've done some probably um, – have some best practices, right, in your business the last 25 years. But right before we do that, we have another guest. I'm going to introduce her. Um, but, we, yeah, because we want to hear how you've been able to sustain yourself and, and kind of in, and invite our new guest into the conversation. So, Talisha, if you would mind introducing our other I don't mind at business all. owner. So we have an entrepreneur, business owner, minority, uh, across so many levels of intelligence, uh, talents, and just beautiful ensembles and events that she creates and puts together. And I was actually introduced to her through uh, one of our partners, Now Accounts, Earl Camp. Yay, we'll give a shout out. Um, and so looking for someone and he just, you know, immediately popped up with, hey, you need to meet Jan. And so Jan Hill of J Hill Events is here with us. And we would love for her to say hello and tell us a little about herself and her business and how she came about. Absolutely. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Sorry, I was a little behind, but I'm so happy to be here. But I am the owner and principal planner of J Hill Events. I am based here in Atlanta, Georgia, but I travel internationally to do events and productions for my clients. Um, I've been in business going on 14 years, which is so hard to believe um, now, but I love what I do. I do everything from what Weddings to intimate dinners, birthday parties, galas to um, uh, events that have fifteen to sixteen thousand people. <sighs> you know, a lot of people. So it just depends on on what the need is. But I'm 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 here and I love it. Um, it's definitely a passion of mine, and excited to talk about it. So you were just recently in what part of the world? I just got back from South Africa. Wow. I am producing a wedding experience. I like to say experience because it truly is. I don't just focus on the day. I focus on the entire time that my clients and their guests are going to be there. But I'm doing a wedding in Johannesburg, South Africa next November. And I just got back a little over a week ago and uh, had to select a venue and met with a few vendors. So... I'm excited. Oh, that is exciting. Yeah. Do you need some help, you know, carrying any of the... <laughs> she's not available. Or, <laughs> she's not available. She's just asking if you need help. Weddings are typically Uh-oh. on the weekends, so that's like outside that's of South my... Africa. BBC yeah. I, uh, work hours. I think I can, I can help. Well, you know, I will say, you know, you might have to extend your time a little bit. Most of the destination weddings that I've done have been on a weekday, actually. Really? Like on a Monday or a Friday or a Thursday. Mm. Um, just happens to be that way sometimes. You know, but, that's why they have sick days. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, I'm just not going to make it in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, Jan, yes. if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about how or, or 
the effort that goes into putting together a wedding. Like you're saying, you, mm-hmm. you're scheduling this. It's for next November and yes. it's already a year out that yes. you've. So what are some of the challenges or obstacles or planning that yes. you go through in order to get a, the job done? The experience. Absolutely. This is where I would like to say relationships matter. Yes. So relationships true. So matter. True. Um, I actually met these clients through, um, a friend who had started a, a networking app and um we we met i think it was earlier this spring they hired me in may immediately started planning um but knowing that this wedding is going to be on the other side of the world next year we wanted their guests to be able to prepare in advance wow. and start thinking about travel and accommodations and so um started to think about those things and sent out a save the date you know mm. work with the clients on getting something like that out so that their guests can start preparing and then fortunately, I have friends and resources that are in the industry that had colleagues and people that I could connect with in South Africa and in mm. Johannesburg that could kind of point me to the right direction when I was doing research. Thank goodness for the internet. Right, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Skype, FaceTime, all of those things. I've been able to communicate uh, with um, a lot of the vendors prior to going over to, to South Africa in person and scheduled a week long um, a week of activities and um, meetings, vendor meetings to get a lot done, trying to get as much done as possible so we don't have to make as many trips mm, right. over. Um, we may make one more trip before the actual wedding weekend next year. But So what's the shortest amount of time you've had to put together uh, an event or an experience for someone? The shortest amount of time. Shortest amount of time. Three weeks. Oh, Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. For a nice size wedding. Yes. Um, we had about a little over 150 guests. Would that be considered a shotgun wedding in three weeks? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just not to say that that I was right. say that Don't case. get nobody in trouble. Don't in get this in trouble. particular case, it was not. Oh, okay. um, it just so they happened. They called you at that time. Right. right. Exactly. They were, you know, sometimes people, you know, some people really enjoy planning events. Absolutely. Weddings are a completely different story. And so a lot of people think they can do everything on their own. Mm. But then when it gets down to the wire and you're trying to consider the logistics and who's going to do what, um, I think it's important to consider having a professional. If you can do it earlier, of course, that's better. But at least they had the wherewithal to bring someone in that could help them pull off something in that short period of time. So... So well, tell you, us a little, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. tell us a little in that 14 years about your journey into entrepreneurship, right. because you have an interesting story from where you started mm-hmm. and up until where you are right, right now. So let's hear a little about that. Sure. I worked in corporate America for a while. Um, it's funny, I was an English major. So I started out as a journalist. I used to write and I was a business researcher for a newspaper back home in South Carolina, and then transitioned over into working for an insurance company for many years. And I, all along, I was planning events and helping friends and family with their parties um, on the side and saw that certain people were starting to make a career out of event planning. And I said, you know, let me just give this a shot. It's something that I really enjoy doing. I'll just put myself out there and see what happens. And lo and behold, the first professional wedding that I did turned into three 
weddings. Wow. Mm. Relationships. Relationships. Referrals. Mm -hmm. Referrals. A couple of people had attended the wedding that I did. So um, it really took off from there. And that was back in 2006. So I was working full time and I called the event planning my second full-time job because I was literally during my lunch break making phone calls, making appointments. After work, I was visiting with clients and meeting with vendors and really trying to build the business, um, but still giving the same dedication that I needed to my full-time job. But in 2011, I had the opportunity to go full-time with my business, and here I am today. All right. Yes, yes. (laughs) Well, and probably from both of you, probably can answer this question. Um, what are what are two or three things that you could share, right? Because both of you are in industries where people say, well, "I can cook. Let me just go start a business." Or I plan my kid's birthday party, right? Or I plan stuff at work. Mm-hmm. Let me just jump into an event. I've seen planning. some elaborate birthday parties well, that's, for kids, that's true, mm-hmm. right? No, but right. But sometimes oh, yeah. people underestimate, yeah. right, right, the ability to turn this into a business. So, so both of you can actually maybe share a couple of things that have helped sustain you in business that you would call best practices for for yourselves. Best practices. Well, uh, the first step is you have to be passionate about what you're doing. Um, you know, you run into people that, you know, oh, I can cook. Well, right. that's, that's nice. Right. <laughs> right. But and they might be able to cook so, very well. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But, but there is so much more that's behind the cooking. And unless you're really passionate about, about, mm-hmm. you know, what you're doing, uh, there's a lot of support that comes behind there and you've got to be prepared to do that. Um, and you're not, you know, if you're not really 100% in, then you're not going to be willing to do all those things to, to really sustain and push your business. Right. Uh, but then I would say that the second biggest thing or one of the biggest things I totally agree with you, it's all about relationships and it is, you know, not what you know, but who you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you know, try to break down these walls and get into these, different arenas but it's about you know and you know worst case scenario you go to a networking party and somebody passes your business card and they keep on walking mm-hmm. what what was that you know right, right. talk to me get to know me right. you know let right. me get to know you and let's build something here and then you know pe- people want to do business with people they trust and people right. that they like so that's Absolutely. what i'm saying yeah. i would say uh being true to yourself And relaying that kind of information to your clients as well. Um, Social media is great, but it also can send people down this this rabbit hole of inspiration. And, oh, I really like this. I want exactly this. Or, (laughs) you know, oh, look at this floral explosion wedding. You know, (laughs) you know, putting things into perspective and making sure that you're being true to your personality, your budget. Where do you like to shop? What is your personal style? You don't have to have your event based on or design your event based on what someone expects you to have mm-hmm. or what people, other people want to see. Mm-hmm. Be true to yourself. That's so true. And that's in business as well. There's, there's a lot of event planners uh, <laughs> that are in this world and, and, and even in this area, but really just trying to work with blinders on essentially and really focus on what makes you happy, right. um, what you're passionate about. You know, there's a good core group of people that I kind of work with and planners. We have a good relationship and refer business to each other, mm. but each of us are different in our own rights. Um, you know, there might be some that really love doing 
floral uh, designs, working with flowers a lot, I may want to work with something that's unconventional. You know, I know personally my style is transitional, meaning that I love timeless classic design, but I love to throw in a little modern, contemporary, you know, design as well, but just done in a cohesive way. So really getting to know who you are, who your ideal client is, Mm -hmm. and really focusing on that. And that can kind of go in any any industry, just knowing and identifying who your client or your market is. And doing it the best that you can do it. And I, I experienced that a few years ago where um, I'm in an organization, hospitality organization, where, it, you know, it's full of other very large caterers in Atlanta. And uh, they approached me about hosting one of the events. It's NACE. Um, mm-hmm. They approached me about catering one of the events. And when they first approached me, I told them, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they said, why? I said, there's no way I'm going to cater in front of all these major, you know, fairs to remember proof of the pudding bowl. Right, says, I'm right. not going to cater to these folks who, who were all members of, of the, uh, the organization. organization. And the president at the time came to me, she says, Carlton, I really think you should do this. You should just don't worry about them. Just do you. Mm-hmm. And I, I took that, you know, to heart and I did, I, I committed to doing the event. And I have to say it was probably one of the best events I've ever done in my life. Right. I, number one, I put my foot in it. I was so impressed that I, I was glad that I took that advice and said, you know, I, yeah, I'm not trying to be these other catering companies. I'm trying right. to be me and I'm passionate about being me. And as long as I do me, it's the best. And right. the, 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 uh, just the feedback that I got from everybody was so phenomenal. And, and it just goes to show if you do you and you do you at the best, it makes right. all the difference in the Absolutely. world. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then we are really glad uh, that you guys are able to collaborate or partner with others because that's good too. A lot of businesses, they feel like, or entrepreneurs, shall I say. Have to do it alone. Exactly. And they don't have to be in a silo. Um, you can open yourselves up to partnerships and that way growth and opportunities and learning and all of those things come into play. Or you can just contact your local UGA SBDC. <laughs> There's one located right on GSU's campus, Absolutely. Paul. Did you Easy know that? I, I didn't know that. I mean, in the heart of Atlanta. Right. Easy to get to. The, the talented team of uh, consultants to assist you with growing your business and potentially finding, uh, not helping you find that partner, but helping you structure mm-hmm. um, yes. your relationship and structure your business, mm-hmm. right? Um, to, to succeed. Provide resources. Absolutely. So, if you don't mind me asking, what are what's something that you're still striving for that you're still reaching that you you're you're still I got to get to this because it's almost the end of 2019 now. So you know, having said that, I tell you, my biggest challenge is growth. Growth. Mm-hmm. I mean, number one, as an entrepreneur, you know, in starting a business, you know, you have that mindset for the longest that nobody can do this like me. Well, you'll never grow like that. Mm-hmm. You've right. got to let some things go, which I've done a pretty good job with, but, 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 but you still will always have that feeling. And so mm-hmm. it's trying to figure out, okay, well, if I do, if I make this decision, then I'm going to need money to hire this, you know, position. Um, uh, 
but I don't have the money yet. But if I get the money or if I hire this right. position, then I can bring in the business that will support them. It's almost and like so it's what comes rock first, the exactly. the egg or the chicken. Uh, so that's the biggest challenge in trying to make the decisions, okay, what do you know? I, I can't b- hire a whole staff, but if I hire one person, right. what's the most important person that I need right. that's going to help me grow my business? Absolutely. That's my biggest challenge. Right. Okay. And letting them share their skills, utilizing, you yes. know, I'm going through the same thing. My business has grown and is, is growing. And I've brought on two people that are working with me pretty consistently now. Um, and it's been difficult, you know, delegating. I'm used to just doing it myself because right. I know, but you can't grow that way, just like you said. And I think it's important to um, really give back mm-hmm. and um, really um, put the time where you need to put it. And, and, and that's going to help us, I think, if we right. can just... Absolutely. And this information helps other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. because a lot of times uh, over at SBDC, we get, you know, entrepreneurs that come in and they feel like it, they, they're the only ones going through right. it mm-hmm. or they just don't know how to get out of it. And so it's good to hear, you know, other entrepreneurs either mentor or share their best practices or even their challenges because right. every, you know, in order to get to a success story, what makes it a success are the challenges that right. come along and the obstacles that were before that. Absolutely. And, you know, that's why we talk about um, also, which really what you two are, are referring to is right working on the business versus spending all your time working in so the true. business. So true. Grow right. smart. Grow right. smart. Right. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. UGA, SBDC, grow smart. Right. Yes. I have a person that I go to whenever I'm having issues or if I need somebody to just knock me upside my head and say, hey, <laughs> what are you right. doing? Right. You know, so I know I can call on that person. I think that's so essential as an entrepreneur, you know, even if just to say, yeah, you're doing good. And I do the same for my peers, my other planners that do the same thing I do, you know, I, um, I reach out, I call and say, Hey, you did an excellent job on that event that I saw the other day. Just hearing those words exactly. makes all the difference in the world, I think. So, um, definitely relationships, it all goes back to those. And a lot of entre- entrepreneurs, I know for myself for years, I felt, um, you know, entrepreneurs versus corporate in America, corporate America, you're surrounded by, Hundreds of other people to do the exact Resources, same thing you do. Systems, and yeah. so you can see, you can learn, you're always growing. When you're an entrepreneur, you are literally in a bubble. Mm-hmm. And because you're doing your own thing and you may not have anything to compare it with, or at least a lot of people think that. So uh, I think, you know, getting in different organizations, you know, related to what you're doing and meeting other people will help you get out of that bubble and open up your head and it's and you realize it's not just me doing this or other other you know in my you know position other caterers are having those same challenges it's not me i'm not the only crazy one uh but you can have those conversations and and learn and ask you know well how did you deal with this um so it's not uh it doesn't have to be a bubble you, you if you open your mind up and just get out and you know, meet other people in the industry. Very helpful. So speaking of which, how do I find you? How do I find you? You know, how do I find occasional occasions being that you're occasional? Well, <laughs> well, everyone has, Jay- a, everyone has an occasional <laughs> occasion. That's right. There you right. go. So what's, what's coming up, uh, you know, the, towards this, the end of this year, we got a couple more months for the holiday season. What's coming up for you? Where can someone find you? Check you out. Uh, tell us about your website, what events you have coming up or, and where we can find you. 
Uh, well, my website is occasionalocationscatering.com. Uh, I'm on all social media. My handle is Chef Carlton B. Um, where you can find me in the month of December is probably under the bed until <laughs> the holiday season is over. With that turkey pot roast and those dinner grits. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, Sounds amazing. And, Jan, what about you? Where can Sarah, we find you sure. with these experiences? Surely you have some Christmas experience. Ah. It's just magical, I bet. Well, I actually have a gala that I'm doing in New Orleans um, the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. And then I've got two weddings in December. Wow. So I'm ending the year with a bang, nice. literally. Nice. Um, and everyone can find me. I'm at jhillevents.com. On Instagram, I'm j.hillevents. And on Facebook, j.hillevents as well. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm I know that if coming. I don't find you in 2019, I can find you in Johannesburg oh, next yes. year. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> Paul, absolutely. if I'm missing... Calling I didn't say I was going to be oh, in Atlanta. What? I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, But as we kind of uh, start to wrap up, um, if you would have maybe a wisdom nugget um, or just something that you could share um, with, with an up-and-coming business owner or maybe a struggling business owner, mm -hmm. uh, didn't have to be a new business owner, uh, what, what, what are maybe one or two things that you would share with them in terms of what you have seen as success that, that you would pass along to someone else? For me, um, and this is something that I have to work on and I deal with it. Sometimes you just have to step back, be still and evaluate where you are before pressing forward. Sometimes we get so caught up and we're just working, 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 but we're spinning wheels and um, not able to propel. And so I think sometimes if we just kind of step back, speak to that friend or advocate and see if someone can kind of help us along or – Seek out SBDC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <Jen>. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, for some help with that. So that would definitely be my advice is sometimes you just got to have to step back and reevaluate jumping into business. We're like business plan. Let's do this. But then, you know, 10 years down the road, you might need to reevaluate, see where you are. Are you going in the right direction or do you right. want to change something up? Right. So um, that would be my little tip. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, for me, I would say, um, ask questions. Um, definitely ask for feedback. Uh, feedback can be the most awesome thing in the world. Some people uh, take feedback as, oh, I don't want to hear feedback. Or if they hear feedback, they're, they want to shut down. No, embrace it. Because if someone is, I, I will thank somebody for giving me feedback. If you care enough about me and seeing me succeed in my business that you're going to give me your honest feedback, I'm mm -hmm. going to take it to heart. And that has helped me change things in my business. Sometimes you, you get caught and you've got the blinders on. You see things one way. Well, there's other ways to see what you're doing. And, mm -hmm. and if you're not open to taking other perspectives, you know, I, I had a client, you share some information and she told me the nicest way. Um, but, um, when she told me it sort of hit me and I'm like, she is right. I've, I've, I've been on this linear move for so long and she says Carlton I, I think it's time for you to change so and so because our first reaction sometimes can be defensive it can, it can be, be but yeah. I was so appreciative of, of her and, and anytime I've gotten feedback I'm like thank you so much for that because I'm and I may not take it and 
incorporate it, but it it's going to make me think. Absolutely. And as long as you've got that mindset, then you can grow from it. If you close down and like, oh, she don't know what she's talking about. Yeah, you're going to stay stuck for a long time. Because I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they have that creative mind. So it starts with that creativity. But from there, like Jan said, you have to be able to evaluate your business and have right. that mm-hmm. and, and be able to receive that criticism right. within it. So you go from that creativity to that criticism and then, you know, you just crusade along and take right. off and then exactly. you're, you're right. a success from that. Absolutely. So, oh, I think I'm going to come up with a three C's of the <laughs> <laughs> entrepreneur there. Right. You're right. So. Yeah. So, uh, again, we definitely appreciate um, you all uh, joining us today. Carlton from Occasional Occasions and Jan mm-hmm. from J Hill Events. And it's going to be, um, I think, um, an incredible opportunity for you all. Um, again, those listeners um, to engage either one of these companies uh, for whether it be an event planning, so, as well as destination events, as well as, and as Carlton said, everyone has an occasional occasion. An occasion uh, for something. For something. <laughs> to eat. Um, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So again, uh, thank you all for joining us very much and spending time and sharing your wisdom and your experience, your insights with us. And I believe it really impacted some entrepreneurs if they take the heart. Uh, what they what they heard today, Absolutely. and so thank you for having us. It's our privilege at the uh, UGA SBDC at Georgia State University to bring you small business fuel. So look forward to the next episode. 